Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Growing and Glowing, with me, your host, Mrs. Ellie Swift. I hope you're having an amazing day today. This podcast is our safe space to delve into all topics of life learnings there may be from self-love, motherhood, grief, spirituality, friendship and so much more. I am here to provide you with a friend through the very up and down journey that can be growing and of course glowing into the very best version of who you truly are. today's guest on the podcast the inspiring and resilient Nelly Robert or who most of you guys will know as Vinti Nelly on Instagram. Nelly is a beauty fashion and lifestyle influencer a mum of three gorgeous babies a beautiful spirit and she has been using her platform to share her intimate journey of courage and strength in the face of invasive ductal carcinoma or breast cancer. A beacon of hope and positivity, Nellie graciously joins us today to share her insights, triumphs and the invaluable lessons she has learned from navigating life with breast cancer. Get ready to be moved and inspired as we delve into her story, discovering the resilience that lies within. Welcome to the beautiful Nellie. How are you today? Oh, what an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so to be here. I was just saying <laughs> I was just saying to Nelly before we started recording that Nelly is my first in real life guest. That's insane. And um I'm honestly so truly honored that it's you that yeah. that's happened to fall on because Aww. we've only been in each other's presence for about 10 minutes but already I can just good vibes. Yeah. Such good vibes. Dreamy vibes. Yeah. Like, Love that. Really honored you're here. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. So for anybody that might not know about you or yeah. your story or never come across you before, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about who Nellie is and your story? I am, as you said, a mother, a wife and just an all round queen queen (laughs) (laughs) and content creator so um 
yeah i've been sort of in this whole world for about almost i think almost 10 years now really same as me yeah 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 and i sort of just stumbled across it yeah it was not intentional at all and my journey actually started on youtube i've always been like a lover of makeup like always ever since i can remember right and i got that from my mom like she's just so well put together so i was i was in secondary school i had my phone out and I just recorded a makeup tutorial. I think it was a phone or a camera because I actually did um, photography for my GCSEs. Right. So I had a DSLR camera that I could take home to like shoot projects with. Sometimes I really wish I could like savor the moment and like put things in a jar. Yeah. And then like reopen it to experience it all over again because I don't remember what my mindset was when I thought oh yeah, let me upload this to YouTube. Yeah. Like, I wasn't thinking. I had a YouTube channel because I wanted to be able to like and comment on other people's stuff, so you need to have an account for that. And I just thought, I watch all of these, like, content creators do their makeup. Why not just upload mine? Yeah. And I I literally did that. I think, because at the stage that we both would have started it, was like, what have we got to lose? There was no No, seriousness to it. There Nothing. was like, it wasn't really a career that. at the time. So do I. I miss that. I miss, I miss that. Because I, oh, like you do need to be so strategic. Like it's annoying, but you do. And when I say like strategic, so much planning. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like you pull your, on the your camera out and just film a makeup yeah, like tutorial on the wind, right? anymore. Yeah. Like now it's like, oh, what should I record? What's trending? Yeah. What time should I post? Mm-hmm. What's my best performing like posting yeah. times and like so much like behind the scenes but that's what happens when it's your job though yes do you get what i'm saying and the beautiful kind of naivety yeah disappears over time yeah it does i can totally relate i miss that too yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that that's what happened um i got like 10k subscribers in like two days which meant that i can monetize wow at the time i think Go that's you. what it was yeah and then uploaded another video went viral Another one, it went viral. Another one, it went viral. They all just kept going viral. I just realised that there was so much more to me than just makeup, Mm -hmm. fashion, hair, all that kind of stuff. And then I started to, like, post about my journey as a woman that has big busts and, like, the struggles. And that kind of content blew up. Yeah, because it's Because there were so many, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I feel like I started to really find myself. I'm like, oh, well, I am more than makeup. And people do care for me outside. Yeah, Yeah, like outside of makeup. And it's so funny, like literally when I was diagnosed, obviously fast forwarding how many years, um, being diagnosed in October with breast cancer. Obviously at the time, like I was devastated, but it's so weird. Like I almost felt like, like, what are the odds? Only because... Like, again, like, my career and everything, like, my breast did play a big part because, like, I, I worked with so many, like, bra companies that did, like, extended sizing and I had, like, a whole community of women that really struggled with, like, swimwear, confidence, um, bras that are sexy, that mm-hmm. don't look like, just, like, I'm just wearing a sports bra every day. And it's like, what are the chances that that happens to me? Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, like, when I was diagnosed, so many things went through my mind. I thought, like, what if I needed to have a double mastectomy? Would I still be me? And even though I didn't need to have a mastectomy and I had a lumpectomy, I just kept feeling like, would I still be me in all of this at mm. the end when I'm done with it all? Mm. 
because it, I felt like it impacted me so much because of the relationship I have with my boobs. I feel like all of that is Nelly, if that makes yeah. sense. That's me um, as a as a person. And then, yeah, fast forward. So amazing, but so it feels like a blur almost. Yeah. Like life feels like a blur. Like the past 10 years, I think to myself, I can't believe you've been doing this for so long. How did I get here? How did I get here? Like, how have I got three kids? Mm. Like, how have I got three under three at the time, you know, when I gave I birth know, to my last? I know, I know. Like, what? That is insane. How have you found that? Three <sighs> under three at the time that you had your third. How was that? That was surreal for me because the thing is, I've always wanted to have a big family because I am the only child. So I've always said, I hate this. Mm. Like, it's so quiet. Mm. It's... I'm bored it's boring like I, I want to have like a big family so when I met my husband and I, I remember like that was one of the first things I said to him because like you're not the one for me if you don't want to have kids <laughs> or if you don't want to have a lot yeah. of kids I'm yeah. like you're just not the one for me so he's like oh no yeah I can get on board with that seven yeah brilliant let's go Love that. <laughs> that kind of thing so when I had three back to back that was shocking because none of them were planned I had my daughter in 2020, my son in 2022, and then I fell pregnant two months after and had my last born last July, 2023. And then obviously like being diagnosed, what, two months after? Well, no, going to the GP about the lump two months after and being diagnosed in October. Mm. So yeah, it, 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 it's all happened so quickly. Yeah. So, so quickly. So take us back to just after you'd finished your third pregnancy. Yeah. When you found a lump. Yeah. When you went to the GP, the whole diagnosis. Talk us through that journey. Sure. So I actually found a lump way before. Right. So I was living with that lump for, I think, over a year. I found a lump when I was pregnant with my son, um, my second born. But I thought it was like dried up milk ducts mm. on the side of your boobs. And mm. I remember... I don't think I've ever said this before, but I remember asking my midwife because they do that at home visit. Mm. I think the the next day and then a, and then five days and then seven days and then they stop coming, something like that anyway. Um, I think on the fifth day when she came to do the home visit, I said to her, oh, um, she asked, oh, has your milk started to come through yet? I can't remember if it did or if it didn't. And I was like, oh, on the side of my boobs, like, there's like lumps. It's like really lumpy. And I was like, there is like a, an actual lump on the side. And she was like, oh, like, that's your milk ducts. Um, it's dried up. And, like, if you massage it with warm water and all that kind of stuff, like, it softens and then, like, the milk comes through and all that. And I just thought, okay, cool, that's fine. And then I realised that as time went by, that lump stayed. It was still there. I fell pregnant two months after giving birth to my second son, my, my second child, sorry, which is my son. So it all of that, it just left my mind. And just with him, even him um, being born and all that, I had like a toddler. So I was just like a busy mum yeah. anyway, like adjusting to Getting two. through every day. Yeah, yeah, just getting through every day. So it was at the back of my mind, but you know, some it's so, such it's actually not a nice thing to think and no one should ever think like that. But I thought, oh, what are the chances? Of course not. I've just given birth. Yeah course not like surely not you know so 
yeah, just getting on with life. It's there. I don't know how, but I was able to just ignore it and put it at the back of my mind. And then obviously giving, getting pregnant two months after, <laughs> after giving birth to him, I go through that pregnancy yeah. with a newborn and a toddler. It definitely just was not on my mind at all. We never are, are we? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yourself yeah. is just not your priority when you've got at all children, especially yeah. young children, especially newborns, because it's like, yeah, you this, are getting through this the is day. Not, yeah, it's not about me. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it's about them, right? So, yeah, just, just getting through it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just getting through it. Because it, it was just a struggle. And you yeah. were tired. I was tired. Baby was tired. Ended up bottle feeding. Um, but I thought, your body is still going to, like, produce. So, again, overlooked it. Until I found another lump in my armpit. I can't remember exactly when um, in my last pregnancy. But at some point in that pregnancy... I think more so towards the end, around the five, six month mark, find another lump, spoke to my husband about it. He was aware of everything and he kept telling me, oh, like, maybe you should get it checked out. Maybe you should get it checked out. But I thought, it's nothing. A bit of me was in denial, though, because mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have, like, taken that. Yeah. At the time. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Part of me was definitely feeling like that. And then... When I felt that, I thought, yeah, something's definitely wrong. I never actually said it out loud, but, like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, something's definitely wrong. And then it wasn't until I've given birth, I go to my eight-week discharge appointment at my GP. Baby's fine, all good, been discharged. Mum, what about you? Oh, um, I would like to go on contraception. So all of that was booked in. And we moved next door from the doctor to the nurse that was about to give me the, um, to administer the shot. Mm. And then I literally just splurted out. I was like to her, by the way, there's a lump in my breast. And she was like, I can't give you this today. She was like, I think we need to get you back next door to the doctor. Um, I'll get a chaperone in and she's gonna have to check it out and i was like oh like can i still not get it like why yeah. can i not you yeah know? and then she did say because this is packed with hormones and should you have breast cancer majority of breast cancers feed off of hormones right so this would be a bad idea right but she was like it's fine i'm not saying you do have breast cancer but if yeah. if you don't come back have it done if you do this will not help you yeah. at all yeah so Went back next door to the doctors, checked it out, got scolding. She's like an Indian lady. She was not having it. Right. She was like, you're black, I'm brown. This is taboo in our community. Like We don't talk about it. We ignore it. And it's not good because mm. it just ultimately means that you may not be here for your kids. When she said that, that was it. <laughs> waterworks. Like, instant waterworks. I don't think I've ever cried so much in front of a stranger like that before my life like I was sobbing because I had her there in like her little buggy and I was looking at her like oh my god like you you're you're six I'm not six eight weeks old like you need me then I start to think of her brother I start to think of her sister and I was like oh my god I can't do this yeah let's just let's get it done so she's like I'm gonna refer you to two-week referral hospital's gonna get in contact with you 
and you're going to go in, you're going to get everything checked out. And yeah, that that was the start of everything. That's what led me up to that moment. And how did you cope with that two-week wait? Because that two-week wait is like... Yeah. You're trying so desperately hard not to get ahead of yourself mentally. Yes. So... I definitely got ahead of myself, by the way. I'm an overthinker. Right. I, I, I can sit there and think about something until I start crying. But none of it has happened. Yeah. Like, it's not even real, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it sounds a bit psycho. but no. <laughs> I think we've all been there, babe. <laughs> like, it's not happened. Like, or like, I don't know if you thought about, but like, it's crazy. I've realised that I'm high functioning. Mm-hmm. And I got that term from a therapist, actually. And there's, like, some people, like, for example, an alcoholic. Like, someone can be an alcoholic and you would never know mm. because they're high-functioning. Like, it, they can drink and be, like, super drunk. Another person would be literally thrown up everywhere. Mm. But they're, like, still able to drive, cook. Right. Just function. And I realise that I'm high-functioning. Right. So... Despite all of that, in my head, one thing's happening, but on the outside, absolutely normal. Mm. I'm able to get on with everything. There was nothing that I wasn't able to do because I was like, still working, still recording, still shooting content, planning, editing. Still being mum. Yeah, literally mum, nursery runs, mm-hmm. bath time, activities, yeah, date nights. Like, I'm still able to do it all. Yeah. But then in my head, it's a different world right so um what is it in your head well in my head it's first of all i'm gonna die because again it's such an ignorant thing but it's it's lack of like it's lack of knowledge really like you hear cancer and you 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 think death you you think death and i thought oh my god like i need to get my shit together because i'm gonna leave my kids behind so, like, a lot of things started to, like, play up. Like, I'm thinking of, like, what's my life insurance like? My finances? Like, I'm thinking, like, what what legacy, like, can I leave behind for my kids? Like, or what can I leave behind for my kids? How, when I'm gone, how, what would I have done? Or what can I leave behind to say, like, okay, like, you guys don't have to them. worry. Yeah you're looked after, you don't need to worry. And so even if, like, they have, like, an incredible dad and family that will look after them, as their mother, mm. I just think that's not enough. It's about what what has mum done. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I started to, like, I started to go into that, and I was like, I need to work. I was like, I don't know what these people are going to say to me. I don't know how long I have to live. But I am going to work like I and naturally I'm a workaholic anyway. But then I was like, yeah, times 10. Whatever you do, times 10 because you need to. Um, so that's what was going through my mind. Literally, it, it, it was nothing else but my kids. What am I going to leave behind to my kids? Like, are my kids going to be OK? No, I would love that. God forbid, like if I passed away, no, I could have like left behind some money for like my daughter to buy her first car with it may not be 
at the time like inflation all that kind of stuff it may not be like enough for you to buy like your first car but like I could contribute and not be there but that money like you used it I don't know 16 years later to buy your first car and it's like you know even if it's I don't know like a couple grand it's something that went towards that and she can like remember me that's what it was for me it was my kids remembering me you know because I know that like you're here today and gone tomorrow and they're so young I was really worried that if I did die they may not remember me but then they were my whole life So ridiculous! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Oh my god! I was not expecting. Please don't apologise, so Nelly. Please don't so, apologise. So but can I just tell you? Yeah. From someone who has lost their mum, mm. and I'm not saying that this is going to happen to your children. Yeah. At all. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's just my experience as someone who has been on that yeah. experience is that everybody deals with these things differently yeah. and you cannot judge someone's attitude towards being diagnosed with cancer or mm. how they choose to live life after that. But sitting with you, who is a yeah. mother who, as you said, you're living your life, but in your mind it's a different story and in your mind it's your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing that is like a really warm hug to me mm. as someone whose mum, as much as I love my mum yeah. more than anything in the world, mm -hmm. but her attitude was very different. Okay. And I've never really spoken about this anywhere. Okay, yeah. But my mum's attitude was actually the opposite to yours and... At the time, it provided me with a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, because I had no idea where her journey was going to end up either. Yeah. But it meant through her journey with cancer, which was five years from diagnosis to when she passed away, she, we weren't allow ever allowed to talk about it. We weren't ever allowed to acknowledge the fact that she was ill. Instead of her getting the calls from doctors and you know um like scans and stuff like that yeah it was me that had to have the answer yeah. rather than her sometimes she didn't even get out of the car at the hospital it was me that had to go in and do that yeah and at the time it was like you are supposed to be my mum you are supposed to be the parent here yeah. I'm fucking 18 going yeah. through this 21 I don't care how old like I was 20 when she passed away but the at the though, time right? it's like I'm not I'm never gonna be the mum I could yeah. be 55 and I'm not the mum yeah. you know yeah and it was a real like lack of having 
feeling like someone was showing up for me yeah. and my feelings in the process. And I don't want to make this about me at all because this no, is your journey no, no, and your sure, experience. Please. But yeah. I'm saying all of this and telling you my experience mm-hmm. on the other end of it because I really want you to realise as gut-wrenchingly emotional as it will be for you. Yeah. The fact that you are even having these mm. thoughts and the awareness about your children and I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that my mum was selfish. Did, of course, yeah. And of course she must have thought about me and my sister. Yeah. But she didn't have the emotional strength to express it. To face the f- the not a fact but a possibility yeah. that she might not be here for us. Yeah. And so the fact that you are having those thoughts about your children, it doesn't matter if you raise a pound or a million pounds for them. Yeah. The fact that mum had them mm. in her thoughts yeah. at the most stressful, traumatic, emotional time in her life... Mm that shows to them that they are your life and that's what it is and like I said I'm not saying that my mum that she didn't didn't think of me but like I said she just didn't have the emotional strength that you very clearly do but thank you for sharing that because that's a different perspective that I just never thought about actually um we I guess like Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You will never know, unless you've had the conversation with mom before, she unfortunately, but... We would never know what mum was thinking, what your yeah. mum was thinking. Like, um, I'm so sure she was, but you know, sometimes you can think things, but then when you speak of it out loud, it makes it real, and then that makes it extra hard. And do you know what? Since becoming a mum to my own kids, you get it, right? I get it because, yeah, yeah. I at the time before. So she passed before I had either of my children. And at the time, like I said, it was filled with frustration, anger. To be completely honest, it was like, this is actually causing a huge wedge between us that you can't address the elephant in the room. And Mm. these could be your last years on this earth with me. And you are making it hard for this relationship. Since having children... You get it, right? Yeah. The thought of having to sit down with Saint and Romeo... And have that oh conversation. No. I'm like, you know what, mum? 
at the time I was an angry, deeply hurt, deeply needing someone to be like, I'll hold your hand through this, don't worry. Yeah. I'll tell I'll talk to you all about it. I'm gonna be there for your yeah. feelings. I missed having that presence. Yeah. But now I'm on the other side of it and now I have my own babies to protect and look look you don't like you want to wrap them up in cotton wool for the rest of their, their entire life. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to tell them and have that conversation with them and see the look on their faces when you have to take them to a hospital or they've like my oh, mum had lots yeah. of seizures and stuff because it was a brain tumour. Yeah. Like you don't she didn't want to see me on the other end of that knowing that I would have experienced something that she couldn't even remember because she blacked out for five days. Like what mum wants to see their kid have got, having gone through that trauma and, and then that have the discussion? Been, that could have been like her coping mechanism. Yeah. And also, it goes back so crazy, like, four, three, sixty. It goes back to, like, the start of our convo where yeah. it's like, when you become a parent, you view your parent as an individual yes. and not just mum mm-hmm. or dad. Like, yeah. you start to view them as beings. Yeah. And sometimes, like, we need... Because I, I forget to do that. Like, even with my mum today, like, love her to bits. Annoying as hell, love her to bits. <laughs> Wouldn't trade her for the world. She's, like, my prized possession. Yeah. Um, But I've decided that with some situations, I need to look at her as a being. Yeah. And not as my mum. Yeah. Because then I, I get to sort of understand her thought process better. And then I start to even relate. Mm. And that strengthens the bond. Yes. So. From woman to woman. From woman to woman and not just mum to daughter. daughter. Yeah. Right. So that's exactly like how I feel like with the whole situation. Yeah. Now that you're a mum. Yeah. Now that I'm a mum. Oh, different perspective. Different like, insight. Like we get it. You understand. Yeah. You do. You just you don't do. have the depth to before. Yeah. And then you start to give that grace as well. Absolutely. Um, what, To where like you think, oh. Like, sorry, Mum, I judged you. I know. Now I get it. I know. Like, you know, that that kind of thing. I don't know if you remember our first DM. Yeah, Well, my first DM to you. Because I... It was Alan, actually, that spoke to me about you. And... Love Alan. Love Alan to bits, right? Brought you up to me. And um, I was like, well, yeah, let me check her out. And then when I went on your page, I saw... It was either a post or a story highlight about your Mm mum and, like, her journey... I was like, follow. Mm. Because in that at that time, I was waiting for the results of my diagnosis. I see. I think I was anyway. Yeah, I was. So it was during that two-week period. And I remember... No, I definitely was. Because it was during that two-week period. And I remember just... Like, I just... That's all I wanted to see. Mm. I, went, I didn't care whether it was the person lived. Yeah. Or they, or they passed. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see how people coped. And immerse yourself in the experience. That's of what it was. That world. Yeah, because then I started to feel isolated myself mm. as well because I'm just like, okay, yep, yeah, no one on my end's going to get it. Mm. We've never dealt with anyone like so close to mm. us to have cancer. And yeah, I'm just like, okay. They're, and they're going to be sad, like, because they love me. Like, mm. my family love me, my friends love me. They're going to be sad. And it's like, I, I actually. I appreciate it, but I don't want it right now. What I do want, I just want to know more about what's going on with me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's when I started to look for people from the community and obviously your page. And I saw I was in tears because I was like, 
oh my god like am i watching Alea? Alea's my daughter sorry like it felt like i was watching her i know she's too young but it was that whole like oh you had clothing that still like had your mum's scent on it um you still had like like i think it was her lipstick mm. and all that kind of stuff yeah. and i thought to myself like wow i never like i'm thinking about it as um you know losing my kids and will they remember me but then i'm seeing it and it's like they may i was like they may remember you because remember at that time i didn't know what it was whether it's terminal i didn't know anything so i was like okay well if it is worst case scenario and I'm like, I have memory boxes. I keep all that kind of yeah. stuff. I was like, well, they won't just forget you. And like, we live of in such a not. digital era, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, we live in a digital era where I can like, if I knew like, I was gonna pass, I can prepare. Like, I can have diaries. Yeah. And videos. All, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like a virtual diary kind of thing. Yeah. Have it on like multiple like I don't know hard drives yeah, and yeah. clouds and. So that they just have a piece of me. And then when I... It was so comforting. It, there were so many emotions, like, on okay. that story highlight, on that pay, on your page, everything. Yeah. Like, so many emotions are, like, brought to surface. And I thought, oh, my God, this is just so beautiful. Like, it was just beautiful. Like, I, I can't think of any other words. And I remember speaking to Alan, I was like, her. I was like, I've been stalking her page, and he was like, oh, she's great. Like, Elle's amazing." And then I sent you the DM, and you DM'd me like, "Oh my god, I've just come across your page," or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "That's crazy." Meant to be. Yeah, that's I crazy. Think. I always think. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's well, not how? coincidence." Yeah, I was just like, "Yeah." I literally thought, "What are the chances?" Yeah. And then yeah, we started speaking, and. It was good because you were able to like offer com like comfort, sorry, from a different perspective. Yeah. From like the person that lost their mum. Yeah. And I'm the one thinking that my kids may lose me. So it just gave me I I started to look at things differently basically yeah. and with hope. Yeah. As well. Because again, like you just think death, but then when I found out that, you know, breast cancer is one of the most common cancers in the UK. Yeah. Which means that a lot of funding has gone into it, a lot of research. There is hope. Right. And so when I got the call that I did have breast cancer, that was another thing because um, I was stage one, but grade three. Okay. But at first they said grade three and I thought that was stage three. Right. I just thought stage was an American term because I hear that in films. Yeah. So I was like, I, and a lot of time, a lot of films are like American films. So I thought stage three was like an American term, but grade three was like a British term. Right. So I was like, oh my God, I've got like stage three, grade three. That's really bad. Like really, really, really bad because it spread from my breast to my armpit. Yeah. To my lymph nodes yeah. in my armpit. So that's when they're like okay so it's grade three because it has spread yeah and it could be spreading quickly yeah so that's when um i got put in surgery removed the tumors ct scans from like my knees to my brain to see like anywhere else yeah. any signs um all cleared it was literally just in that area 
but then it was like just again so after the surgery I needed to wait for them to do biopsies on the tumors because when they remove the tumors they remove tissue surrounding the tumors mm-hmm. to see how many cells in the tissue was affected by the cancer right they want the number to be as low as possible so like if they remove 11 they would want the number to be one okay but if they remove 11 and eight cells it means that the cancer could be in other parts of that area okay so i think they removed about eight and out of the eight cells that they removed one okay so that was best case scenario right and they said to me yeah you've got the clear, like, you're officially cancer-free at the yes, moment. Yes, which is so such a beautiful video such, on your feed. I'm so happy. Yeah. Like, that very, very happy day. Yeah. Um, but also, it's like, in that in that video of yours, it's like, you can tell that you're so... Relieved. Relieved, but yeah. also like, are you sure? Really? Yeah, because really? then they mentioned so chemo. Right. Yeah, so then the mind game is like... So then the mind games was there. It's like, am I really cancer-free then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then they so they explained to me that based on what they can see, I'm cancer-free because they've removed the tumours and the cells, it was one in eight, all that kind of stuff. Um, And they've removed enough of the cells around the tumour as well. But they've said that, like, there are some cells that are like micro, like super, super small. Yeah. That technology just isn't advanced enough to pick up on. Right. So because of my age, they find that I'm classified of having cancer at a young age. What is so your age? Just to... I'm 27 now. Right. Um, but they said that they find that it can come back like in the next 10 to 15 years. Okay. Whereas someone that's where they use like before a lot of the women that were diagnosed were like 50 plus okay so chances of it coming back were slimmer right um their thing is you have like a whole life ahead of you Mm -hmm. in terms of the lifespan let's rule it out yeah so that there's it's not a reoccurring thing and i thought like i'm happy i am really happy but oh my god like I don't want to do chemo yeah but then I thought about my kids and I was like it's a blessing in disguise that they're young yeah because yeah they don't know what's happening I don't think I would be able to cope as gracefully Mm. if they're like teenagers and just more aware yeah yeah or even just like you said being aware Mm. may not be teenagers but like I don't know yeah six yeah like definitely aware yeah and i'm like yeah i can't do this to them god no like i do not want them i love the fact that they're not going to remember this yeah. i love the fact that my daughter thinks that i've just got a haircut yeah you know like she's so oblivious like, she she has no idea what's happening yeah um so i was like yeah i just i do what you gotta do kind of thing yeah and that's what i'm on at the moment um this friday is my third round of chemo i'm currently on the ec drugs so i'm doing chemo for 16 weeks as a whole Mm. but i'm only doing eight rounds and i'm doing three different drugs right in that eight cycle period um ec which is what they started me on in december 
um, that's two drugs in one, which is why it's so strong and I've already lost all my hair just right. after cycle two. And then I've got four rounds of that and four rounds of paclitaxel. And how are you finding the chemo? Um, I just kind of want it to be over. I do. I just, I want to break. Yeah. I feel like I have not breathed for like the past three and a half years. Yeah. Because I had, I had a COVID baby. Um, Alea was born in 2020. Mm. And I just feel like I've, I changed so much as a person since having kids. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I, it's so crazy. Like I'm not the same person that I was in 2019 or even 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a different person and I want to get to know me again, but I just don't feel like I have the time. Mm. I literally feel like life has got me in a chokehold at the moment, you know? And I just want to like... You want to give yourself the permission to just be... Yeah, yeah. I want to hit pause for a minute and like breathe, get to know me again. What do I like? What don't I like? Yeah. What do I enjoy? What have I stopped enjoying? How do I feel? I feel like I have, and literally, I was when I was speaking to my neighbor, like she was just like, and you know, how do you feel, like, and all that kind of stuff. And I literally said to her, I've had to put a lot of my emotions, sorry, on hold. Yeah, I've said to her, like, I'm, I'm not going down that. I, I was like, I've literally made the decision to not be emotional. Yeah. That's why when I started crying a few minutes ago, I was like, what the hell? Like, that definitely struck a nerve because I've intentionally put everything, like, away. Because I'm like, I can't afford to be emotional because if I'm too emotional, then I'm not thinking right. Then I'm all over the place and I can't parent. And me not being able to parent is like a fear of mine. I'm just like, I can't do that. I can't not parent. I made a decision for my babies. Like, I can't not be their mum. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, pull this away. Once I'm done, I'm so excited for therapy. Yeah. I've never done it before, but I'm so excited. I've always, like, listened to clips of, like, therapy speaking. So that's how I learned that high-functioning term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> heard it from, like, a therapist. <laughs> but I can't wait to actually, because there's so much like stored trauma there's a lot to unpack there's so much to unpack i have a lot to unpack and i can't wait to do it yeah because it's it's a little bit suffocating but i can still like manage it yeah because i know that i don't it's not like i'm on chemo for like half the year or something i'm like okay yeah just like maybe another month and a bit how do you feel like someone who loves you say your husband or your mum how do you feel like they could provide you with support and i don't mean like yeah. childcare. i mean no like, of course for me how right? can they provide nelly support is it giving <sighs> you that safe space to figure out who you are i don't think they can do anything i've realized that i'm like really selfish and i'm a, like a lone wolf in things so and when i say selfish i don't mean like you know I don't know if I've got a bag, like my mate can't borrow it, or if I've got no. not in that way, you know. Yeah. I don't allow people to be there for me. Right. And that is something that I've seen and struggled with, like throughout the course of like all of this as well. Mm. Like, bless my mum. Like the other day, 
<laughs> we spoke on the phone and she was like, oh, because I, I think she saw, because I, I did a post on Instagram um, with like a skincare routine and it yeah, was just yeah. like an update about like my hair yeah, falling yeah. out yeah and she saw it because i didn't tell her that my hair had started to fall out because i just didn't want to talk about it with her because yeah. like you know i can't explain it but when you speak to your mum about things like you you do see the care and concern yeah and i'm like oh makes it a bit more real maybe it makes it it makes it a bit more real and i'm like she I don't, don't get to like very yeah, yeah exactly i don't have time for that because yeah. remember i've stored away yeah and i don't really want to tap into that yeah so she called me and she was like, oh, um, you know, you can call me and talk to me oh. whenever you want to. She's oh. like, don't be scared. Like, don't be scared or don't be shy. Don't feel like you don't have me there to speak to. And I was like, mom, if I want to speak, I'll call you. Bye. Mm. <laughs> but like, I said that, but in my heart, I'm like, oh my God, bless her. Like, yeah, she's yeah. so sweet, yeah. but I just don't let that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if not, I think one thing in my head, but like what shows is like the complete opposite. It's like oh there she is again like having like a tough exterior or whatever but you know as your mum I would think that she would know that yeah I would think that she, she does the real you. no she, she does knows, and that's she why she said that yeah and that's why like she doesn't she doesn't usually like speak about it much with me because she knows yeah she knows me yeah and that's why she said okay if you want to I mean I'm here I kind of thing yeah yeah just letting me know that but yeah and same with my husband he knows me um and it's just tough for me to have him get too deep yeah or whatever but then i also think it's it's different as a spouse isn't it yeah because that's the person you live with so then i try to think about him you know how does he feel that i'm not sharing like this specific moment with him yeah and all that kind of stuff and then I just, I keep that feeling and I'm like, okay, like when you go to therapy, you'll unpack on that as well. Because mm. like, there's so many things that I'm aware that I'm doing, but I just don't feel like I have the capacity to approach right now. Yeah. So like I write things down and I'm like, hey, well, when I'm done with all of this, I'm going to like address it. Because mm. I, I don't want to leave things like un... I don't want to not address things and then it comes out like in five, ten years. Yeah. And then it's like now really bad. Yeah. You know, I am aware of yeah. what I'm doing. Um, and it's just like, you know, have patience with me. Yeah. I'm not going to just leave this hanging. Like yeah. I am going to come back to it. But when I'm like in a better When space, I have the capacity. Yeah. Because mentally I, I, I just, I don't have the capacity mm-hmm. and I don't want you to feel as if, I don't care or I'm mm-hmm. not engaging or mm. I'm just saying things because I want to be done with the like conversation yeah, like yeah. no I really want to get into it and yeah. address how you may have felt yeah so yeah that that's literally like how I've been coping like, in regards to like friends husband mum yeah that kind of stuff. and with the amazing presence that you have on social media oh my god like your community they are so incredible and the beacon of positivity that you are for them yeah is unmatched really how do you find the positivity i'm encouraged because i see like encouraging things so where i have intentionally 
put myself in the cancer community mm. because I know how I cope. Yeah. I need people to be where I am, wherever I am in life, for me to feel like I can really get deep and relate. Yes. If I don't feel like we're in the same place mm-hmm. or we have similar things going on, there's a disconnect for me. There's tons of pros, but then there's a million like cons mm. with that. When it's personal, I guess, because then you find that you're disconnecting from friends or family a lot. But in terms of the community, my online community, tons of pros that I love because it's like, I feel free to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like I need to shy away. And I yeah. remember saying um, this to my husband. I said to him, like, I need to talk about it because work is a safe place for me. And it's always been. And then I started to think back to the start of my entire journey. Mm. When I sat in my room, I literally remember everything. Where I sat in my room, I recorded that makeup tutorial and I posted it. It was a safe place for me. Like, sitting there and doing my makeup, it's just always been so therapeutic. Yeah. So therapeutic. Yeah. And I was at work. I say it's work because it's what pays me. But it's not really like a job work where I hate it. I genuinely love it. And it's always been some sort of therapy for me. Mm. Like I love it. Like I love content creating. So when I could create content that like other people can say, oh my God, like I'm going through this, try this or try that. It helps me and I love it. I think there's something so relatable in that. That um, like we kind of... I don't want to use the term like shy away from our yeah. real, real life connections life. and yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, our neighbours and our in real life friends and all of that. Yeah. But there is something, and this isn't just specific to like content creators and people that yeah. work online. I think it's just like a something of the digital era now that it's really comforting. I think it's problematic to a, at a point. Yeah. If you delve too much into the... online world and completely forget about your real life world yeah and i know i have had so many kind of rude awakenings of that through the years doing what we do it's gonna happen um but there is something so comforting in the fact knowing that we are able to access this community of people who have literally been through the exact same same thing thing. and all you have to do is type a couple of keywords and you found your people and that's what it is it's so comforting and i really feel so thankful that our generation it's honestly i would have spiraled because i'm not so good with like managing my emotions i'm still working on it i've shut myself out you know yeah because like i don't want to get too deep with like friends and family because you don't want to see the way it affects exactly i hate how it affects them i despise it so i'm like okay then what's another like what's an what's an outlet for me yeah like you know yeah um where can i also feel good without getting too deep as well because i i sometimes i feel like naturally as your friends and family like you want to you know like really speak to someone yeah but like i feel like with like the whole digital era being online i can just have a chat with a complete stranger by the way yeah and it's like oh my god like you went through that and i remember there was this girl she's like she said oh you are gonna lose your hair 
um, you're going to lose, like, the hair in your nose. Like, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Like, how crazy. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're going to have a runny nose. Um, it's just, like, the little things. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, she's not my friend. Yeah. But, like, that was just so kind. Someone and, who can offer you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, if you, any questions, you can ask me. And I legit know I can ask them. Yeah, yeah. And they may not respond straight away because, again, I'm not their mate. Yeah. But they are going to respond. And they're there And it's like, you. I've got an answer. And yeah. they're there for me. Yeah. And then vice versa, like, they can ask me a question about something. And I can yeah. be... And I just like that. Yeah. I really like that. It's comforting. It's been, like, a blanket of comfort for me. What advice, Nelly, would you yeah. give to someone who has recently been diagnosed with cancer? Take it a day at a time. It's easier said than done. Especially for me, right? An overthinker. But take it from me, the overthinker. Take it a day at a time. Like, something that I really admire about the NHS is that they don't speak too much in advance. And even though your nerves are going off and you're nervous and you want to know what's happening... I think, like, I understand why they do it. If they give you too much information and then that information becomes useless because that wasn't what's happening to you, what that does to your mental is insane. Yeah. I kid you not, like... And I feel like you breathe life or death into yourself with Mm. how you think as well. Mm -hmm. And just don't do it. It was one of the main reasons why my mum never wanted to find out like scan reports and stuff like that was because she was like if so, there were other family members around different adults in my family that were putting a lot of pressure on her to find out a prognosis as soon as she was diagnosed yeah and for years and years and years she was like i didn't want to know because if you tell me i've got tomorrow to live and that's it mm-hmm. you can bet your bottom dollar i'm gonna die the next day because i believe it yeah yeah whereas if you tell me i've got 20 years i'm gonna live forever you know it's like i literally say the power of the tongue yeah things you say it's like you put a spell on them and that's literally it and i don't even mean to sound like witchy when i say that it's genuinely you put a spell on someone with your words honestly because it's what they believe and so i can completely resonate with that and you know what without going off track too much but going back to the whole like me sharing despite in real life being so closed off but then so open online yeah i've got people like speaking life into me yeah yeah in the hundreds if thousands actually yeah and that has done so much for me like i've got goosebumps this is not the first time i've had goosebumps in this conversation i've had that (laughs) with them but i had yeah i've got goosebumps as you say that I've literally got thousands of people speaking life into me. Praying over you. Praying over me. Like, so many, so many. I've read so many prayers. They're Mm. in my comments. They're in my DMs. Mm. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. And that made me just be like, I'll just take it as it comes. Yeah. And that would be my advice because I can appreciate that not everyone has a platform to where, like, thousands of people or hundreds of people are gonna like you know pray for them or whatever yeah yeah but like Be just careful. for yourself yeah, yeah yeah just for yourself what you surround yourself with. don't like 
allow too many intrusive dark thoughts in don't get ahead of yourself like if you haven't had your results yet try to not think and it's easier than done right because i couldn't even do it yeah but i'm just saying it from experience i remember the day that i was diagnosed it was all of us as a family in there and then we took our eldest to nursery afterwards and then with the two youngest we just went for lunch and he's like my rock mm. with everything i've been through in life he's been the strong one i've always been like the weaker one mm. um and that's not because he doesn't cry but it's because of like the way he views things like to the point where sometimes i'm like be fucking for real like yeah. you know like what's wrong with you like why are you so optimistic yeah. why are you so like can we just think okay but what if it's yeah. worst case scenario but he was like to me this is why i don't literally he was like this is why i don't think worst case scenario because it affects me and it's not even about um i'm speaking as if i'm him he was like it's not even about me crying but it's about what it does to my mental yeah and he was like i i i'm not able to like continue and focus and get on with the things that are important and he was like that's you and the kids if i'm thinking that i'm going to lose you yeah um and when i got the results and when everything was just best case scenario every time he kept saying to me and this is why i don't do it yeah because the torture yeah he was like the torture that i would put myself through would be in vain Mm -hmm. so unnecessary and i didn't need to do it but then the impact it would have on the kids. Yes. I'm yelling. I'm yelling at the kids. Yes. Because I'm frustrated. I'm yelling at the kids because now I'm like, I've started to like dive deep into insurances and mm-hmm. looking at fine prints. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you attention. I'm just becoming a shell of himself. Yeah. He was like the impact that that would have on the family would mm. be bigger than. It what all. it would be worth. Yeah. So, and when he said that, I was just like, yeah. I was like, going forward, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Because it was mental torture. Like, like yeah. those two weeks were hell. Yeah. And that's, And it's yeah. hard to get a hold on those thoughts. But yeah. You have to try your best. You and distract yourself. How would you say, would it be distracting yourself? Would it yeah. be looking at, like, positive affirmations every day? I like, think, do you know what? I think, again, it's community. Yeah. Like, community is, like, the answer to things, like, eight times out of ten. Yeah. I kid you not. If you're around people or you find, like, a set of people that, going through or has been through yeah preferably been through yeah it's even better because you're like oh well yeah there was hope yeah there was hope here and they were they were the same and you know what something i've i live by i'm not the first and i'm definitely not going to be the last Mm -hmm. that's that's the way the world works yeah there are people that have done things greater things before you yeah and you're not going to be the last person to do this thing yeah people after you are going to go through it yeah so find the people that has gone through it so that if anything like you can maybe see how they've done it yeah and just apply yeah i love that that's such solid advice do you feel like there are any lessons or insights that you've gained through going through this that you think could be valuable to others it's tough because like there, there are so many lessons, and I feel like 
I haven't even discovered them all yet. Mm. I have to be honest with you. Like, I feel like I could. Di- it, it could be one year post all of this, and I still don't feel like I would have tapped into all the lessons that were there for yeah. me to learn. But so far, what I have felt and resonated with is that it's okay to feel. Mm. Going back to like the beginning where we were like, oh, like God doesn't give you like more than you can handle. I felt like God wanted to like show me that it's okay to feel. It's okay to be still. Like you don't always have to be on the go. And that could be mentally, physically, in any way that like resonates. You can actually just be still and feel what's happening because like I said I I hide I, I I really do hide I hide I run away I don't face and I ignore until things get really bad as you can see like literally it's an example like it, I'm not making this up we saw that you know if I'd acted sooner it wouldn't have spread to like my lymph nodes but, like, the lessons that I've got to that is just feel and deal. Mm. Like, just be still. Feel what's happening to you. You don't need to act on it, like, immediately. But understand it. And then do what you think is best for you in that moment. And I that could be with more. anything. Yeah. Like, it can be, like, with if someone's, like, experiencing cancer. It can be, like... It can be with school, it can be with yeah. life, it can be with a romantic partner, it can be with friendship, it can be with anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, just really feel things because I just feel like we've become such impulsive people. We have an impulsive society. Yeah. And I'm impulsive. Yeah. Like, me I too. make irrational, impulsive decisions. And I feel like it shows, like, my emotional, like, immaturity, maybe. Mm. Because, like, surely if you're, like, mature, you're just not going to make, like, such impulsive, irrational decisions Mm. to either do something or not do something. In my case, with this whole cancer thing, I made a decision to not do something because I just didn't want to face it. Yeah. And sometimes I think, oh, you know, me saying that I had my kids, like, it's true and it's valid and I was busy, but was that me hiding again, you know? But yeah, I'll tap into that in therapy because yeah. I still don't know if that was me hiding or not. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, again, like, like these are just lessons that I'm learning, yeah. and things I'm learning about myself. So um, yeah, that would be my advice. Do you feel like your perspective and outlook on life has changed through this experience? Yeah, I don't care about a lot of things that I used to. Um, like there's a lot of things that I would like take to me at night with bed and just not sleep and lose sleep over now i'm just like it's not worth it it's not worth it like there's so much that i just think oh mate i can't i can't be asked like this is legit just not worth it um and i think it's good because i'm able to then like focus more yeah you know less noise yeah less noise like i'm just able to focus on the things that really do matter 
and just invest myself in that yeah that's beautiful and I couldn't agree more yeah you do you think about it like you go through it's a it's a shame Mm. that people go through their whole lives worrying about stuff that just doesn't need to be worried and I think yeah you know we all hear it sometimes and we're like you're right like I'm doesn't like water off the doesn't even matter but then you fall back into the trap every time going back to your day-to-day life and you're like Mm-hmm. oh my god and you get so anxious about things and you worry about things and you think what if what if what if and it's like does it even freaking matter, matter? but no. do you know what sometimes i find that it takes you going through something yeah so for me you know having cancer has made me realize certain things it's, that's just the way life is you know and maybe i had to go through something as traumatic as that so that I can really understand that it doesn't matter. Like a lot of things do not matter because like you said, like you, you someone will say it to you, you hear it. And then a couple of weeks, couple of days, you're back again at it. Yeah. Overthinking again. Yeah. Investing so much like wasted energy and time into something. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But then, sometimes like you will go through something that is traumatic for you to really get it understand yeah really understand really get it and i feel like i'm there now Mm. um nelly just focus on everything that really matters to you because it can be gone and what do you feel like the things that do really matter to you are (sighs) my kids they're just like on the top of any list actually of course (laughs) yeah um my kids and i've realized that i've got tons of things right so like i've got my kids at the top and i've got a chunk of things in the middle like my husband my family all that stuff yeah career yeah but then at the bottom of that list i've got me i actually matter and I never thought about, I thought, you know, before all of this, I really thought I was one of those girlies that like, you know, self-care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, self-care queen. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> you know, I go on a solo trip or like go to the spa. I really thought that that meant that I cared about myself. Yeah. Or that like, no, it, it really doesn't. Like it's, so much deeper than that and that's how much deeper what is it what is caring about yourself like caring about yourself is really doing the hard work that's what it is it's all the hard work that you've literally just ignored like it's all your terrible traits like Mm -hmm. everyone has terrible traits i have horrible traits Mm -hmm. it's all those traits coming allowing them to come to light yeah not holding them back and addressing things Mm -hmm. Like, I would not address things a lot of times. And I'm learning that about myself. Like, I'm learning to, like, okay, like, it's okay to speak about this. It's yeah. not pretty. And someone can feel sad, but why are you always trying to control people's emotions? Yeah. Like, you're being such a... I am a control freak. Yeah. Like, I don't want my mom to be sad. I don't want my husband to be sad. I don't want my friends to be sad. But why not? Mm-hmm. Why can I not allow them to feel? I want to feel. Why mm-hmm. can I not allow them to feel? Yeah. And I feel like these are the things that I'm now starting to like realize about myself. Yeah. And it's like, that's how you show self-care. Yeah. 
it's showing up in like showing up to those like to the dark places within yeah. yourself yeah that no one else has access to yeah and embracing that yeah as much as you embrace the good stuff exactly like and i don't want to say shallow because yes it is important to like i don't know take yourself to on a coffee date like it's important to like do all these things like a solo trip is important but like the areas that no one has access to because no one knows your heart really do they like Mm -hmm. so those areas that like go unkept Mm -hmm. for years and years and years that is for me that self-care like going there and bringing that to surface and allowing people in that could potentially help you to better yourself yeah but ask me that like even five months ago and i wouldn't have been able to say that because yeah. that's like i was living in like my whole in denial phase so look at the perspective that it's yeah. given you and it's only been five months yeah like that's you know it's scary time is like hold on november december yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's going on like five months yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's crazy, like it's crazy because I've had not, I've had so much time to think. And before I was thinking, like, what the hell were you thinking about? Yeah. Like, you you say you're an overthinker, but what the hell were you thinking about? Like stupid things, mm-hmm. right? But now that like, I really like really tapped into like me as a being yeah. as well, and just like everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much more to you that you haven't even discovered yet. So, we should have done it at the very start. Yeah. But do you have an affirmation that you'd like to share with everybody today? Yeah, I do. I have a few. Go for it. <laughs> Speak them with confidence over the person that's listening. Because do you know what? If they've made it all the way to the end of this episode, yeah. they love you so much. And they're here for you. And I bet that they are so... <laughs> Two people are going to make it. It's going to be my, no! my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. they're ready to hear what you have to yeah. say yeah yeah i just want to say one because sometimes like i you just need that one yeah <sighs> go there with yourself visit those corners of your heart um i'm a christian mm-hmm. and like there's a verse in the bible that says guard your heart for everything comes from it like, don't be afraid to go there. Like, go there. Literally, like, that's my affirmation. <laughs> go there, guys. Go Visit there. there. Yeah. Like, don't be scared. Go there. Because I do think, like, when you come out on the other side, it's just so... It's so refreshing. And I'm still not there yet. Yeah. I'm still, like, going through the motions. Mm-hmm. So I can't... I'm only speaking for, like, what I can imagine things yeah. to be, like, for me. When I'm finally, like... I've gone through it and I'm like, I did it. Yeah. I did it, you know? Um, But I can already see, like, such good changes in my life. Yeah. Since I've decided to go there. Yeah. That's an affirmation and that's what I would... I would share. And we love to finish off every episode with a growing and a glowing moment of the week. So our growing moment is something that you learned about yourself, Mm -hmm. you pushed through. Yeah. And your glowing moment is something that you are really proud of yourself for. You feel like you glow from having been through it. So what would you say that your glowing and glowing moments are? My glowing. Um Well, I'll start with my glowing if I can. Of course. So my glowing moment was I lost all my hair. Mm -hmm um last week 
<laughs> that was it, do you know what i i thought it was like something that was so shallow i felt like it was shallow of me if i like Aww. if i started to think like oh my god i've lost my hair it's like yeah and so has so many other like men and women you know but that was that was a glow moment for me and i'm really happy that i feel better about it now yeah um i feel a lot more confident um so yeah, that was something that I'm really proud of. And I'm my, proud of you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. And my growing moment, I'm I've so much happens in a week for me. And this was like my recovery week from chemo. So I'm not sure what my growing moment was. I just think even being here and having yes. spoken oh my about goodness. your experience. Yes. And every day, like yeah. not let alone the fact that we've just done this together, but like yeah. every day showing up for your self and your community online i just think that that is something well that could have been your glowing moment like they're, they're kind of both they're, one and the yeah, same yeah they're both the same right yeah they're both yeah, are the same yeah. but i just think you should just be proud of yourself Aww. for everything that you sh- that you do and that you show up for but Thank you. i think that you i should completely be really... sometimes like I, I i forget about everything like it's crazy but that that's a good point yeah showing up always growing always glowing always growing even always through growing. the hard stuff even more so especially through the hard stuff. right yeah especially through the hard stuff well thank you so much nelly for joining us today thank you it's for having me honestly, I, I, honestly it's an honor to be here i'm Such so a happy conversation thank so you for coming happy. on thank you so much for having me tell us where we can find a little bit more about you where can we find yeah. you online yeah yeah yeah. you can find me at vinty nelly v-i-n-t-y-n-e-l-l-i-e mm-hmm. on instagram uh, TikTok's the same officially, Vintinelli. And I don't post on YouTube, but you can search Nelly <laughs> and I'll be there. Um, but yeah, that's how you can find me online. Perfect. Thank you, my love. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.